Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, or podfather, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by our MV Cheese, it's Reese. Hello. And the Queen of Community Management, for driving games at least, it's Karina. Hey guys, it's my birthday. It's what? Today. No, tomorrow, but by the time the podcast yeah. out, it's my birthday, and I'm not 12 anymore. I'm so conflicted, because I'm supposed to say happy birthday, but at the same time, it feels like I'm cheating, and you never told me before this, so now I feel betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now no, no, um, uh, no longer 12 years old. And uh, how are you celebrating your birthday? We're going to drink stuff on a stream and play jackpot. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. So now you're, a, now you're a 13-year-old boy instead of a 12-year-old boy. Exactly. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Everybody, big, big round of applause, please. I've hit the teenage years now. Yes, it's amazing. That's it. I'm a, I'm a real boy. That, that sound you just made could be misconstrued for something else. No. Um, <laughs> well, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, it is, it's, it's getting pretty late. We've we got podcast after dark hours now. Podcast after dark. We, need, we still need to do that. I think our listeners deserve us in our full form. If you guys would but, like, uh, <laughs> make sure you let us know. In a week where Fallout 76 comes out to perfect review scores, <laughs> Ross, uh, they're Ross, actually... Ross, I think you mean Fallout 49. Oh, Fallout 49. Exactly <laughs> correct. I think it's lower than that now in Metacritic. Oh, no! But, <laughs> but anyway, um, there are, we actually do some news this week, but traditionally, we get this podcast started with what we have been playing. And I'm going to start with the almost birthday girl, Karina. Oh, I've been playing so much Pokemon. Oh, Spyro. Know, but the Pokemon. oh my god. I'm oh my god. It, but I haven't like waddled my oh, ass to the sword. So to pick good. It up. So I, um, I, like, actually, you know, I'm going to start with Spyro because I will know that about Pokemon. Spyro, because I wasn't on the last week pod because I, I might have accidentally ditched the pod for Spyro, but, um, accidentally. Um, but <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, Spyro is absolutely amazing. Like, he has, oh man, it's just, it's like, it's so cool. Like, I don't know, because I used to, so I used to play Spyro back on the PlayStation, but I also played it on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, there was like a four seasons sort of Spyro game. I think it's literally called Four Seasons, ironically. And, um, and yeah, I, oh my god, it's just like so pretty and Take cool. Take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, ah! like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's literally, it's Spyro, but it's, it's just so nice. I mean, the best thing about it is, um, it's not necessarily the gameplay, but how they've, uh, reiterated the, the characters. So all the NPCs and the dragons and even Spyro itself have got a bit more personality and attitude. Spyro is just savage. Like you go to this one dragon and he's just like, "Hey, do you want to go search a place?" and 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 like w- waffles on. He like literally like me just waffles on for ages. And Spyro's just like, "Ah, uh, nope." And then just like turns around and walks off. And he's just like he just doesn't give a uh, like a shit about anything. He's just like goes around and he's just like, "Sad this, I'm gonna go do whatever I want to do and like fire up sheep and stuff." Because uh, well, that's what Spyro pretty- does. He was pretty savage in the beginning. Didn't they get uh didn't they get the, the guys to re-record all the lines? Um yeah, so I think I think they did, but also uh so what I didn't mention it is they they redid uh re- I, I tried to say did and done at the same time then. Redud. Uh, redud. <laughs> <It's a new laughs> uh, they redud. I you, now I'm gonna dodge you again. It's a redud. <laughs> they uh they redid the the music, so you can actually you can have like a remastered soundtrack, or you can go back to the original, which is really nice to do. Uh, so I, I obviously went back to the original and had that playing in the background. Uh, but no, Spyro. I think it's not the fact of his lines because they probably are the. I can't remember because I played Spyro when I was very, very young. Um, I re. Uh, so yeah, so I can't remember the lines word for word. But it's the fact of his little animations and the his facial features and the way he reacts. Spyro reacts to things. But also, if you just stand on the spot and, like, just jump up and down, he does, like, this really cute thing with, like, his... Do dragons have paws? I don't know if they're paws, but I'm going to call them, like, hands or paws. He, like, tucks them in and then puffs his chest out, and it's really cute. But uh, So I just spent about five minutes jumping up and down as Spyro. 
mean, oh yeah, claws. No idea what you just said, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> the, uh, actually, I, a little little bit of trivia is that uh, Spyro was considered uh, inherently unlikable because of how savage he was, and they made him more friendly uh, in the subsequent. Uh, really? Games. Yeah, you'll find when oh, you play Spyro two and three, he's quite quite chill in comparison to this level of mad lad savagery that he has going on in the first one. Yeah, it's like he doesn't care about anything. It's just like, yeah, right, cool, whatever, bye. I'm going to go do my thing now. And goes yep. off. Like, it's, yeah. it's it's pretty cool. I feel, I feel like Spyro is like a form of me <laughs> sometimes when I can't be bothered with people. <laughs> I think I learned that on one of those uh, YouTube videos that goes through the sort of, did you know the- about these old retro games? Oh, the I backstory think. stuff? Yeah. But that's pretty cool. I might have to watch one of them. Like how they made all the old Spyros. Ooh, I need to watch that then. No, I, um, I haven't seen it. I just said I would like to see one. That was one of my favorite things about Rare Replay, watching those documentaries. Oh, yeah, I saw some of that. Yeah, they were good. They were good. Uh, what else? Did I anyway, please continue. Sorry. No, it's all right. I tried to b- before, you, before you start on Pokemon, you've got to do one thing or else you're not allowed to talk oh, about it. No. no, I know what this is going to be. You get two no. choices. Is this going to be the rap? You might. <laughs> you might look at the rap or the theme song. Oh, what I can do the sing? theme song. I haven't got time for that rap. So I, I did actually attempt the rap at like 2, 3 a.m. in the No, I'm pretty sure it was like 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning when I was past the point of tired and was so hyped on Pokemon that I openly sang the theme tune. I can't. So my pronunciation of words isn't that like, great as it is. And then trying to pronounce like 151 no. Pokemons uh, in like some sort of song form or, or you're going at like 100 miles. I mean, okay, I go 100 miles per hour anyway, but trying to do that in Pokemon is, is not, it's not, it's not great. It ended up very badly. And I think it was just a funny mess of me hoping I could pronounce things correctly. Um, I can do the theme tune you. though. I used to do the Battle Dimension okay. one as well. I used to watch the TV show wait, too wait, much. Wait. Let's um, hear the theme tune. Can you, no, can the listeners of Party yeah. Chat want to hear you uh, sing it. Yeah, yeah. Can you, can you have cue to? up the music in the background? No. Oh, no, no Discord's gone. Be... Oh, no. No. Everybody drink. Discord. Discord. <laughs> I can hear the frantic <laughs> clicking. I, I say we leave this in. <laughs> I'm just like, no, it's gone. I don't know what you said. Are you back? You stopped stalling for time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, you know what, I mean? you know what like, this is pretty transparent. <laughs> Yeah, like she's trying to see her discords. I mean, on, I'll just accidentally like, turn the internet off. And, uh... If it does, oh, so you can hear us now all yeah. of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, what? All right, sing, sing. Okay, go, go. This is this is like on the spot. I can't do this. I have to just like come out with it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, no, this is not. See, this is planned. You can't do planned singing of the Pokemon theme tune. You got, you gotta, you just have that opening tune. I'm pretty sure that's how they recorded no. it. <laughs> no, but like, it wasn't just like someone spontaneously went into the recording studio and goes, "I'm gonna sing about." I'm just gonna be. Animals. Do you know what? He just walked in and was like, "I want to be the very best." Turn on the mic. <laughs> the best there ever was. That isn't actually the lyrics. I always say that's the lyric, and it's not. I actually thought what? it was. Uh, I want to be the very best, the best that ever was, and it's not. It's it's the lyric is actually like no one ever was. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know this for a long right, time. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll help you start off, Go right? Go Are you ready? Are we both going to do it oh, together? Go on. I want to be. The very best. Like, no one. No, it's the wrong lyric. Was. Like, no, no, like, no, we just said like, this. No one ever was. <laughs> like, no one ever was. Right, okay, I'm giving up. I'm to giving up. To catch them um, is the real test. To train them is the cause. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> to travel. <laughs> to travel across the land. Such a far and wide. The tune is so off right now. Teach Pokemon to understand. The power that's inside Pokemon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My voice is not great. <laughs> that's as far as you so, get. Now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you earned for, it. Thanks. For anyone still listening, I know everyone's probably point, like and I, turned I off at this I, point. I'm glad you got a job in uh, community management because you were never going to become one of us. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's, oh, uh, that's, coming, that's coming from me. That is a, that's coming from that me. That is a spiral level road. <laughs> wow. No. How, how is Pokemon, Let's Go, whatever the animals are called? What, did you get Pokemon? Uh, sorry, Pikachu? Or I got Eevee, but I know a lot of people that got Pikachu. But everyone knows Eevee is the best, so don't at me. 
I'm, I'm going to at you right now. Are you going I, I basically, I, I spit on you and everything you stand for. Good. No one wants. Excuse me. I just, when that, no one wants. What? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That <laughs> just came out. That's not the appropriate response when that's, someone says I spit on you. Yeah, that's exactly how I would respond. Ah, uh, fair enough. You're only supposed. It's fair to, enough. Like, we all we that, all know that's... that Evie's better though, so it's okay. Well, you can accept your Pikachu. Okay. Anyway, tell us what the game plan. <laughs> OPs, uh, OPs. Eevee is actually OP. Um, he can learn in in this one. He can learn like all sorts of types of moves. You have like you go to right. I'm not being funny, right? The, the only kind of weird thing I found is if if you get Eevee, you can go to a man in the Poker Center, and he in different towns he'll give like Eevee another move, and it can be like an electric move, a fire move, a water move. Like literally every type there is, there will be a move for it, and you can kind of just pick it. Right, the moves are so stupid. Like, I got one, it's dark move. It's called Baddy Bad. Who names a move Baddy Bad? Like, I don't even I mean, know what he does. It was, it was originally in Japanese, I guess. The localizers were just like, yep, that's uh, gonna That's that gonna, down. we don't know what that says, so uh, let's just call it a uh, Baddy Bad. Like, how original. <laughs> oh, I think there's, I think, so you get special moves as your Pokemon. So if you, you your idea is to bond with your Pokemon as well, which, by the way, I suggest doing because it helps you a lot in battles. But um, you, I think, I think uh, Pikachu has one called like Zippity Zash Dash or something, and you're like, who, who? Ne- this is as bad as when they made a tumble dryer or a washing machine a Pokemon. Like you don't give them rubbish moves. The moves are meant to be badass, not uh, Buddy Bud or uh, Zippity Dash. Zippity Dash is what you do on PUBG when someone's trying to shoot you. This is a game for children, Karina. Yeah, but if you if you're going, yeah, I'm gonna own you with my hydro pump. You don't come up to sort of that sounds so wrong. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't go up to someone and be like, yo, gonna uh, buddy bad on your uh, your Pokemon. Like that just doesn't that just doesn't have the same feel as a uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna flamethrower you. You know it just no. But anyway, apart from that, I am I am I might be a little bit addicted to Pokemon, and by a little bit I mean. I might have accidentally spent 30 hours worth of gameplay within 48 hours, and I think the only time I didn't play is when I kind of slept. So, um, kind of slept. I say kind of. I didn't sleep that much because I was busy playing Pokemon. So, just pointing this out, um, it's Karina's birthday tomorrow, but she's working tomorrow because instead of taking her birthday day off, as normal people do, uh, she took the day off to play Pokemon instead last week. Well... <laughs> Yep. What can you say? What can you say? But anyway, enough about Switch on this Xbox podcast. Oh. Reese, how is Monster Hunter? It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty neat. I passed two hundred hours now. So yeah, that officially makes it my most played game of the generation. Um, and that's that's pretty impressive. As you guys know, I generally don't put more than twenty to thirty hours into a game at most. I played. Breath of the Wild for like 40 hours, uh, Mario Odyssey for 10, um, I played The Witcher 3 for maybe 15 hours before I just gave up, uh, so yeah, the, the Wit- Monster Hunter just got its teeth back into me and I, uh, I've i kept playing it, uh, I still haven't beaten all the monsters, it's 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 really hard, it's got that, that Dark Souls punishment Ooh. and reward sort of thing going on, uh, and yeah, so I've been been doing that uh but i also played a different game this week i also played a little bit uh actually i was instructed to play this game by agostino simonetta who is the the idea at xbox head in europe hi ago i know you're listening uh, i played kingdom two crowns which is currently in uh closed beta i'm not actually sure how much we're allowed to say about it, uh, but I didn't sign any NDA, so I'm assuming I'm allowed to talk about it. And uh, it's 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 okay. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, see, it's how can I say? It's a sequel to the uh, Kingdom New Land. Kingdom New Lands. King. I think that's what mm-hmm. the original was called. Uh, and basically, it's a 2D side scroller sort of pixel art game where you build a base and defend it. Um, and it's uh, a beta, a cl- closed beta, like I said, so it's it's broken. It's like buying a brand new copy of Fallout 76. Uh, so nothing works. 
<laughs> I'm lying, but uh, it's supposed to be multiplayer, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to get the multiplayer working. But the game itself, okay. it has a lot of very deliberate decisions that irritate me. Um, and I know they're deliberate, so I can't really overwhelmingly say it's a negative, whereas it's it's more of a my taste thing. But it does manage to sort of tickle that urge that you get to slowly construct something. You know, those mobile games like Clash of Clans, where you very yes. slowly work away at uh, at a base, and it's like, you know, you get that feeling like, well, I should stop right now, but this will be done in just a second. And then I'll just get this one tower finished, and then I'll then I'll stop. And the tower is just about done, and then you realize, oh, this thing over here is just about done. And so it 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 gets that really right. Um, it's just a few things that really annoy me. Like for example, your horse has stamina. You ride around on a horse because you're a king, obviously, uh, and you can run maybe like two seconds before the horse is just done. And it it really gets annoying when it takes like more than half of an in-game day to walk from one end of your town to the other. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out when it's actually finished. But if you guys were fans of the first one, then you can expect more or less more of the same, but hopefully at the time of launch with functional multiplayer. Um, so yeah, I did check it out. When Ago tells me to play a game, I generally play it. So I'm going to give this a shot, and then I'll give you my opinion on it yeah, as well. I'd, I'd um, like to hear it so that we can. I, I so, did so that we can try compare notes. I did try to play it uh, co-op, but unfortunately, we couldn't get it working. Like I said, but what we ended up doing was just playing, you know, asynchronously, and then yeah. talking about what we were doing and, and sharing. Ah. Well, because the game is very obtuse uh, by design, so there's a lot of a lot. Nothing is explained for you, uh, and there's no UI or anything. So you you sort of have to figure stuff out and it's like oh this is a very strange statue i've found what does it do and so we were like comparing the cool weird stuff we found which is which is fun uh that that was definitely one of the most uh interesting aspects of it the sort of uh element of the discovery but i, I still like monster hunter more <laughs> i don't i don't have an anthropomorphic uh cat servant friend so it's it's you know inherently inferior just by default unfortunately oh my god by the way anyone who plays monster hunter i just want to come right out and say it i i'm not going to swear i'll hold it in but lunastra can die in her own fire wow wow i i I nearly swore i nearly swore but i held it in seriously lunastra is awful okay (laughs) guys just for, for those who don't know, Lunastra is an enemy who was added to the game, and she is uh, the female counterpart to Tiostra, which is also another enemy in the game. And it's basically a... Uh, what's the... It's not a griffin, because a griffin is like an eagle with a lion's body, but what's the one with the lion's head and 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 the wings like of a of a phoenix no no not a phoenix no um well it's that it's basically that... like a giant lion with wings and a very long tail it's it's like on the is that not the griffin oh, what i thought the what well, yeah but isn't the griffin also with the the head of a hawk anyway it's um... it's like the same monster that you see on the crest of like a whole bunch of european countries flags but anyway it's it's one of them and her thing is fire uh, and she has this, like, whenever you're nearby, you take constant heat damage. She's fast. She flies. She moves. She switches targets. She and she just has this awful, awful abilities, like this AOE nuke that just hits everything, and you can't avoid it. And the only way to do it is to jump, like you do, like a sort of Superman dive, and jump it because it comes along the floor at the right moment, uh, or it's gonna one hit you, and if you she she can of course spam this move so she can do it over and over again so you're there playing jump rope desperately hoping that you don't miss time and get carded uh yeah i fighting her was awful and then the next mission after you fight her it's like okay now you fight her and her male counterpart at the same time have fun and that made me want to uh die so thanks <laughs> thanks for that monster hunter Right, well, for myself... Um, I'm sorry, I just had to get that out. out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, ran over. Well, like, Football Manager came out, so I have been playing a lot of that, but I'm not going to bore anyone with it, okay? Um, but the 
Black Friday sale is right on. So I have been picking up some new games. Oh, which uh, and Well, the one I want to talk about is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh, oh my God. Um, wow. I, I own this and right? I've gotten like a whole bunch of swag from the devs, but I still uh-huh. haven't opened it <gasps> hell i well, what? I, <laughs> I hung out i hung out with the developers at e3 they're really cool uh-huh. guys um really we really had awesome them on the yeah we did yeah yeah and i still haven't uh i still haven't actually opened the game because i know it's so big that it's huge. i, I want to give it the i want to give it its due you know like i don't yeah. i don't want to repeat the witcher i i opened the witcher when i didn't have the time for it and I ended up disliking it, and now I'm sort of I don't want to go back. So I'm going to make sure yeah. that Kingdom Come is 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 what well, I've got the time for it. And also, I was also waiting for it to get patched because it was you know a bunch of indie guys making a huge game. So of course it was going to be buggy <laughs> on release. But, well, I, wait, at the moment I've not encountered any bugs. Yeah, well, um, it's been out for a while. But, so yeah, please tell me it, all about it. This is very relevant well, to my interest. It has uh Skyrim-esque feel, but it is so in-depth. It is unbelievable. You're talking pages upon pages of things to do, like Red Dead 2 in-depth, you know, that way? Oh. Like, menus for menus and things like that. But it's it's so, so much fun. You basically... You, you start off as a... a, a the son of... A, you start off as a young boy and you eventually you go on this, this journey. But the world itself is very smartly created. It's beautiful. It's quite well laid out. The storyline so far from the few hours that I've played it has been quite entertaining. You know, I'm getting to know the character. I'm getting to know his family. I'm getting to know his friends in the local town. I bet that nothing in. bad happens to any of them people. Oh, nothing at all. And <laughs> yeah, building it up for a fall. But what I'm really finding ingenious is the combat system. Now, it's that body or the directional combat system with swords mm-hmm. uh, or punching. So you hold the right stick to be on the left upper and he'll punch in that direction or he'll kick in that direction. You hold it the bottom left, you do the same. You do the same for your blocking. So it has this whole in-depth combat that is really, really fun. Now, I think the Ubisoft game done a very, very similar thing. The one with all the knights and things like that. But, which name escapes me. For Honor. For, For Honor. Honor, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. This this instantly, I couldn't get into For Honor. This instantly for me does it a lot better. And one of the interesting things, I feel, is the the stories or the side missions and things like that, they must be time-delayed. In the sense where if someone asks you to do something right there and then, and you you don't do it, when you go back, that's no longer available to do. Like the, the typical sort of RPG thing. I need you to deliver the easy right away. Like, yeah, 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 I'll do it after I finish the main quest. Yeah, exactly. So, you, But you don't get that opportunity. Hmm. So you've got these, these moments where you're like, well, if I go and do this, then this isn't going to get done. So you, like, every time you accept a, a sort of quest or you try and do something, you're making a decision because that could have massive, like, ramifications to about what you're going to do next. That's pretty cool. It's really, really cool. And I honestly cannot wait. Like, I was looking for a solo game um, to actually stream and one that people maybe hadn't thought of or were thinking about buying, and, and this is definitely it. I love big open world with multi-quests and building my own character. I love games like that, and this ticks all the boxes for me. I, I, I frankly love it. I'm really looking forward to going back one, to it. So, oh, Sorry, I yeah. talked over you a little bit. One thing I saw on Reddit uh, that I want to ask you about, which I thought was amazing, uh, is it true that you start the game and you can't read? Well... I've not noticed that. Oh, because people were saying oh, that you start the game unable to read. Yeah, you have to like, level it you, up. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at a book, right. it's like gibberish. Maybe I just haven't looked at books in the game. Yeah, well. Oh, actually, that makes sense, actually, now that you're talking about something, because there's something I couldn't read and I just thought it was, you weren't meant to read it. Oh, you were just like, ah, oh, it's check. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's quite interesting. Also, it's set in... Uh, it's set in yeah, uh, the central of Bohemia. I've actually been to uh, the area where the game is set 
Okay. Um, well, just to say, they've all got fantastically brilliant English accents and German accents and things. I'm a little so. bit sad, though. <laughs> there's no option to have everyone speak Czech. I think that would be well, awesome. I haven't Czech. You haven't, haven't checked, checked yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I certainly will. Um, other games that I've picked up, so like, you can pick up the the Arkham games, the first two of the remasters, for like £5 or £10 or something like that. Which is amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to be playing through them over the next week. Steve, have you bought anything in the sale? Not yet. I haven't even had a look because uh, I've got... Actually, you know what? I, I, I did buy a game that I didn't talk about and that's why I haven't bought Pokemon yet. And that's this uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, which is a, a a drumming rhythm game for the Switch that you have like a, a Taiko drum that you hit. I've been playing the crap out of that. And because of that, and I know I have to get Pokemon, I haven't dared look at the Black Friday list because my wallet is like, don't do it, man. Don't do this to me. Well, I think in total you can pick up the ent- all the Arkham games for like £15. Like, something ridiculous like that. It's the amount of games that you can get, you know, that are a few years old. If you're not looking for something that's that new, you could get so many hours of gameplay out of this sale. It's great like usual. Um, but, yeah, well, I think that's enough talking about what we've been playing. Let's move on to some news. So let's find out what has been happening in the subreddit this week. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. Right, first story comes from user Brad Sams. uh, And this is that Microsoft is supposedly building a diskless Xbox One for release. Now, I want to know what your thoughts are on that. Um, it did say deskless Xbox One, not the, the next console. So, uh, at this late in the generation, do you think this is a good idea? Absolutely. Karina? Mm. My name's Karina now. Yeah, that's how you switch names. <laughs> I, I, cho- I choose to blame lag, but... I'm 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 owning it. <laughs> Fair dues. Um Well, I don't know. Like, I think it's a good idea in terms of what the console's becoming. I think it's a good idea eventually to go discless. I mean, at the end of the day, the amount of people like going digital compared to physical these days is like such a big changeover, and stores are going out of business, and everyone is just turning digital. It's easier. It's more convenient. You can game share. It's you can pre-download, which is why like why I've suddenly all of a sudden gone to digital a little bit more often. Bear in mind, I bought my other than Overcooked, which I bought last summer. I bought my first ever digital game, which was like Red Dead. Like that was my first ever digitally bought game. Um, when when I we're excluding Overcooked because that's just amazing anyway. But uh, but yeah, other than that, like that's I that's how often I've not bought a digital. But that's because I was always the person to buy like uh, deluxe editions, collectors editions, and when you get them, you can't buy them digital. You can't. Oh, you can, but you don't get the figurines, which is like the main thing I want, or you know the soundtrack mm. or the art cards or things like that. So uh, well, actually, no, soundtracks are digital these the days. But even that, there you go. Soundtracks are even going digital these days. You just get a code and. And you put it on the website, and then they go, "Yep, there you go, download." I don't know. I don't know. I, I like. I think as a business idea, it's brilliant. It's what the market's going towards. It's what the audiences and the players are going towards. You know, no one wants physical. But for me personally, I'm like, no, because I like all my physical stuff. I like having a box and you know a disc. I don't know why. I just I think it's just because it's something. It's it's having it there to know I own it. Uh, rather than just being like, oh, it's just like a, a pit, uh, like a logo on my account, but but I can totally see why they made that decision, and I think it's it's quite a clever decision. But personally, it, it's not actually that great for me. Uh, Reese, what about you? Well, I'm, I'm not sure who you're addressing. What what, what you looking at me for? <laughs> no, but uh, delicious cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, I think it's great. Um, I mean, why not options and? It's going to drastically lower the price of the Xbox. Usually. Uh, well, it should. And it's also probably going to lower, reduce the size. And uh, if, I mean, there's so many people out there who would happily just buy a cheaper Xbox and go all digital. I would, I'm like 90% digital. I only buy games that I know I'm going to 
sell back or if I, like Karina was saying if I really want the collector's edition and also as I said nowadays they, they hardly even include the game with the collector's edition these days they sell them separate uh, so so yeah why not and for all you Americans in there I'm complaining about downloads I'm just up here laughing in European unlimited data but that is probably <laughs> the, the only uh, conceit I could find but even then I mean I mean, most games these days require day one patches. The day one patch for Fallout 76 was 56 gigabytes. That's larger than the game itself. That's larger than fits on a Blu-ray. So That's yeah. mental. That's right. so, That's How big was the game? Does anyone know? Oh, I would say it's oh. well, it's it's under fifty because fifty is the maximum that a Blu-ray could hold. Wasn't that the but... same for Red Dead as well? Wasn't that not like a? Oh no, it wasn't. It was less than that, and then the patch was why it was so big. I have no idea, honestly. But like, so considering how games do that nowadays, it's like I mean, even if you buy a Switch, uh, you get the little cartridges, and they can hold like I think four and a half gigabytes, maybe. And a couple of games, you know, you have to install the rest of the game. I think it was uh, that other Rockstar game. Um, the help me, help me. The one about um, investigations. GTA. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. The uh, why am I thinking? I was going to say it, it is no. La Noire. La Noire. Uh, yeah. Noir. yeah. If you if you get La Noire on the Switch, you oh in, that was massive. You plug in the little you plug in the little thing, and then it downloads like the other two thirds of the game <laughs> to your Switch from the internet. Uh, so and and is it also Spyro? The only Spyro one is on disc. Spyro two and three have to be downloaded. That's why so, they delayed the game, though, wasn't it? Because originally yeah, and they, you could buy you could buy the disc, but now they were like, oh no, you can. Uh, it was like you buy the disc, but you still have a like a digital code for the other two, and then but then they delayed it so that everything was on disc, and then I ended up buying a digital anyway. But that's another story. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. So I think it's it's the way forward, and I honestly think that Microsoft definitely wanted to go as diskless as possible at the beginning of this generation, but they were just, yeah. they faced too much pushback from places like GameStop and too much pushback from just dumping this on the community at uh, before they were ready. And I think next gen, there is a very good chance they will just have a diskless I, at launch and I will probably I don't think it. they will. I don't think they'll take it. No, the chance I mean, of, it, of taking a chance they, at launch like that. Why not? Why not? I think if they did it, they'd have it as an option. Like, I don't think it would be the default thing, but I, I think definitely, like, the, the, they will bring that in as soon as possible. Right. Okay. Well, okay. it remains to uh, be seen. for me. If they put this out at like ninety nine bucks or something like that, this is going to sell what hotcakes. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd buy one from our bedroom. Yep. You know, and there's already two Xboxes in this house. Um, it, it makes perfect sense for me. Uh, I th- I think like what you say is that they want to do this. I think with things like Games Pass and the fact that they want to control yeah. more of that digital market, that it makes Pass. perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get a game, you get game, you get one of these consoles, and it's got you know a couple of months of Games Pass with it. Then that's a lot of enjoyment for the price that you're buying it for. Mm. Um, and a lot of people pick that up with this sort of this generation's basically entire back catalogue on it of exclusive games, um, almost not everything, but almost. And yeah, it just seems like a no-brainer for me. But I do think that this will be to test the waters to see what people think of it, what the reaction is, and everything else. If it's true, of course. Um, so that they can possibly do this for the next generation. I do agree that that is the way that I think they want them to go. So yeah, but it's a very interesting and a very very interesting thought. I just I honestly could not see them ever taking a risk at a one chicken by making a big change like that to to how we deal with games because it it could backfire hugely. You do not know how people are going to react to that. Yeah, I don't think I think the at the launch of the next box will be see how clever I am uh, will be uh, a bit more conservative than the Xbox One. I think the Xbox One took too many steps forward. Uh, I was 110% on board with the original vision of the thing, but many people weren't. And the American internet infrastructure is, I think it's the worst in the uh, in the first world, or maybe the second worst after Australia. So they just weren't ready. 
Um, but nowadays, I think they, they might be. Right, anyway, moving on to the next story, and this is Christmassy and warms your cockles. Uh, user <laughs> Crazy Co- SPZ. Cockles. What? Yeah, your cockles. What's a cockle? <laughs> Isn't that not Cocoa Pops? Have you never had your cockles warmed? Is it not, does it sound like you saying Cocoa Pops? Cocoa yeah, Pops? Warms your cocoa pops. <laughs> I'm glad, entirely... uh, Karina, you, you're such, you're so sweet. I'm, I'm glad you heard Cocoa Pops because I heard something. Well, oh, yeah, I did. I did hear something at very other, but I was like, I'm going to go with Cocoa Pops. But you know. Warms your chestnuts? Would that, would that be better? Oh, dear. Your chestnuts? Okay. It, we're, we're still in yeah. the middle of No Nut November, Ross, so no talking about that's that. That's true, that's true. Just to point out, I, I sent a video at the beginning not really watching the whole way through and didn't realise it was a video about No Nut November yeah. and tagged her on on, on Twitter. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh, it's also Thanksgiving, by the way. Happy Thanksgiving to American people. Or Clay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Because by the time Happy this comes out, it's, it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. Clay! Yeah, eat your, Stuff eat in your, your face. <laughs> and... Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they celebrate it more than Christmas. Like that's a, It's like a big I, deal. I'm jealous, I just want loads of food. It's like any excuse to eat a bunch of food. Well, that's oh. that definitely is something that I think most Americans could get behind. I could get behind that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. I'm not, most not, Scottish not, people could get behind <laughs> that. I'm not judging. Yeah. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's actually pretty awesome. Uh, the yeah, no, it's really cool, actually. Food so much. But yeah, the... I forgot the, to mention that. Yeah, so, happy holidays. We'll move... Let, let me move on to the actual topic at hand. No, 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 Absolutely no, sideswiping. Right <laughs> <laughs> so the Microsoft 2018 holiday ad, the Reindeer Games. Um, guys, if you watch this video, if anyone is watching this, go on Reddit now. It's in the top post for the week. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's a lot to do about the controller. The adaptive controller, is that what you would yeah, call it? Yeah, that's his name, the adaptive controller. Um, and the the main character is sort of the, the story. It's just, it's a very, very heartwarming thing. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. If you just want to feel a little bit Christmassy and, you know, watch a good advert, then then go and watch this because it's absolutely fantastic. So I just wanted to drop it in. It's, okay. yeah, it's very, it's nice. very... Yeah. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to go, oh, and then come out with something. I didn't realize that was that. <laughs> no, no, it, 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 it has the feels. Uh it definitely has the feels. Right. Uh, next story, uh, an interesting one, and in, in probably the main topic of this show, I would, I would probably say, is that Sony are not going to E3. How does that affect Microsoft? How does that affect Xbox? And how does that affect E3? Reese? Um, that is a uh, an interesting question for you to just dump on me there. Right there. Let me just uh, talk to my people at Microsoft and find out. But no... Um, <laughs> It's it's interesting because Karina? <laughs> no, no, no. Because, Let me do the same. Nintendo, Nintendo dropped out of E3 uh, about two years ago, yeah. and for them, doing their little uh, treehouse productions has been like really good for them. Uh, but so when I heard that, I assumed that Sony was going to follow suit because, to be honest. Microsoft kind of shows them both up in this in the sense that Microsoft actually owns the theater across the street from where they hold E3. Like the theater belongs to Microsoft and they hold it in there. So it's it's a bit easier for Microsoft to do these kinds of things, but even for them who happen to just happen to coincidentally own their own theater, it's expensive. And yes. the the cost of producing uh, a like a low budget or even high budget YouTube video is nothing compared to the venues. So I thought, yeah, that's where this is going. But then I read into it a bit more, and Sony isn't even going to be on like going to have a a floor presence. I, I was yes. shocked because Nintendo still have one of the biggest booths at E3. Like uh, this year. Uh, the, the, there was uh, E3 is split up into several different rooms inside the convention center for anyone who's never been. And the biggest room had Sony taking up 50% and Nintendo taking up the other 50%. And they were like facing each other, which was kind of funny. And Nintendo's uh, booth was an absolutely gigantic stage dedicated just to Smash Brothers. And the queue... 
Like Nintendo had to buy half of this floor space just to fit the queue for Smash Brothers that didn't even come close to fitting the queue for Smash Brothers. So like Nintendo is still at E3 and they still have a huge presence and, and so does Sony. But to hear that they're also pulling out of the show floor, that's that's astonishing, honestly. Uh, and I work in the games industry. I don't understand. And and they're they've also cancelled their uh their own event. The Paris. Yeah, yeah the Paris. I, I, games. I yep. don't understand. Like either they're scaling down or they're gonna do something huge. And I I yep. kinda hope it's something huge because next year is the twenty fifth anniversary of PlayStation. And that that's the only hope I have because if like that's obviously the best time for them to do something nuts. And, and, you know, Sony, Sony do a lot of things I don't like. I don't buy Sony products. I, I don't like a lot of the things that they do. But when it comes to advertising, these guys have always been on point. Like, Sony have always known how to make a good ad and how to advertise their machine well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I trust them to do something awesome, but... I'm a little bit scared and and I'm very confused. I really don't understand. I mean, I don't think it'll affect Microsoft at all. They'll still be there. Uh, like I said, they've got the theater across the street. But but yeah, this is this the end of E3 and Gamer Christmas? I don't know. It's definitely definitely going to put a dent in in how these things work. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I know this. This is just a quote that I'm going to read. Okay, and this is actually about the PlayStation experience. Okay, um, but Sean Waden said, "Now that we have Spider-Man out the door, we're looking down into 2019 to games like Dreams and Days Gone. But we wouldn't have enough to bring people all together in some location in North America to have that event. We don't want to set expectations really high and then not deliver on it. It was a hard decision, but we determined that this year will not hold PlayStation experience." And I suppose a lot could possibly be said um, for the other games. So what's the other two games that you would come out are Death Stranding and uh, uh, The Last of Us 2. And, and Ghosts of Tsushima. They showed that. Oh, of course. Yep. Um, so, you know, I actually think that financially, you know, we know that E3 every year has put the rates up because we know how much Fortnite paid for that one area. That five million. I, I know it was huge, but <clears throat> it's huge. If you, we're at the end of the generation. We all know we're at the end of a generation. We're going to get so much more. Does it make sense to just show the same games and not have any announcements if you've got a console coming out? If there's nothing new to announce, then why have a press conference? Yeah, but why not announce your console, your your console at E3, or announce it before E3, and then and then show what's coming on it at E3. That's normally how it's been. Or or you do what Microsoft did and. Oh no, they did it the other way around. They they had they announced first at their own show and then showed the games at E3. Yeah, like I I just think I I think it's just because at the end of generation, I think they'll announce a new console next year on their own terms, as you said, as a big event on their twenty fifth anniversary. Um, and you know they'll show Death Stranding, they'll show The Last of Us two, probably coming to both consoles with two different versions. You know, like. I think this is purely a financial and money system. And the stuff that I see online, right, is, especially on Twitter, is absolutely ridiculous, where people are using, oh, you know, this has been a, oh, Sony are dying, Sony can't afford to do this, Sony can't do that. Sony are not dumb. (laughs) Of course, they know exactly (laughs) what they're doing. You know, if they're like, well, we don't want to pay that amount of money, we don't think we are going to get the return on it, then don't do it. Do things under your own terms. And I do think that now that Nintendo aren't there, Microsoft are obviously, and my Nintendo have confirmed they will have stuff on the show for. But the fact that there's no conferences, I don't think this will be half the event or no major conferences like that. I'm assuming we probably still will get EA. But EA, again, have been doing these EA events all over the place. It's not necessarily just been E3. Bethesda have been there. Like, I just, I think this is the end of E3 as we know it, which is right no. because everything's changing. <laughs> just, just no. Well, it's not the end. Oh, I gotta yeah, go E3 sorry, yet. Let me, let me, let, let me go E3 and then it can end. Cause then I've been there. Yeah. Um, sorry. We, we, okay. Uh, guys. It's a postcode in East London. So you can just go there. <laughs> no, but. 
But no, um, see, that is sad, actually, because you know. I, you know what? I'll actually be really upset if it does just close down and I don't actually get to go. I, I won't. Um, I like if it does. I legit won't forgive myself for not going last year. If it, know, if it gets like, closed down, hopefully I'm, I'm, well, I might be able to go this year. But if it like if it closes down, or I, I like for some reason can't like make it this year, and then I find out it closes down, I'm gonna regret not going last year when I had the opportunity. Well, let to. me let, let me temper your expectations and maybe maybe reduce some of your. Panic it's not even the because... expectations because I know a lot of people say it's not actually it's because it's so busy and because it's so intense that it's actually not. Sounds weird that it's not fun. Yeah. But that's no well. E three is E three is garbage compared to Gamescom. Gamescom is way. Oh better yeah, I'm excited here, for Gamescom. PAX is also but the, way better. The thing is, I just want to go to. It sounds weird just to actually say I've been because it's something I've like yes, wanted yes. to do for so long. But what I want to explain for you was that it, it might. Not, this is not necessarily the death of E three because a lot of people don't realize that Microsoft is not at E three. Oh, it's yeah. there they are the outside across the road, aren't they? Yeah, like like I keep mentioning the theater. If you wanted to to visit Microsoft at E3, you had to walk outside, go across the street, line up, and go inside to Microsoft's building and see their stuff. And if you're going to get back into E3, you had to go back through the the bag check and line up again and everything. Like you had to actually physically leave the premises. Microsoft is not at E3, but they still do a press conference. And I think Sony will still do a press conference or at least some kind of show at the same time, just like Nintendo. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, there will still be tons and tons of other companies who want to display their games and products at E3 who might not have even been able to get in because of the fact that Sony bought half of a room every year so you might actually see more developers at e3 i think with um, sony gone so i think uh sony are gonna as we're saying kind of do like a nintendo but what they're gonna do is i reckon they'll just do the sony experience because they didn't do it this year hence why xbox was like okay we're gonna do xo18 mm -hmm. then if you're not doing anything and i think that's gonna be their new thing because that would make more sense than make like they say themselves make this massive hype Massive conference and then show only a few games. Because the thing is, my, Sony don't have to show lots of games. That isn't their speciality. Their speciality is going, we've got this one amazing game and they own it. And like own it in the sense of they're like, look at this, look at what, you know, what we can do. And they do it well. Like they, they do amazing. Like Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Spider-Man, like everything is actually been really good games. And it's, I mean, yeah, like Ross said, it might be a financial thing, which in which case they're very clever in doing so. And yeah, I'd be, I'm kind of like upset that they're not there because, like I say, this year's the year that I hope to finally make it and to find like the other side of the big, you know, consoles not be there. It's, it's a bit sad, but I still think they're doing something. And I think, I think eventually yeah. everyone will turn, Xbox will turn to XO18, but it'll be like XO19, XO20, whatever. I reckon Sony will do PlayStation Experience every year, but that will be the conference. Nintendo Direct will do Direct. And then E3 will turn into like, it'll just turn into, um, like, instead of being the consoles or instead of being the branding, it'll be the developers. And that, and it'll basically turn into a convention, like a really big convention, probably. And that's what I reckon well, will happen. Yeah. But it's, it's a convention it's for just... press. I mean, people, like the, the general public, have only been allowed into E3 for the last two years. Exactly. Like, and even then, it's very hard to get tickets, yeah. and it's mainly influencers and things like that on comps. And it's, and it's and awful. They're subsidized by the companies. It's, it's, good. Yeah. it's good when it's just the press, but as soon as they open the main doors, there's too many people. It's like they, they sell too many tickets for such a small space, uh it's it's insane if you guys are ever actually wanting to attend a conference and if you're even slightly interested in playing games go to pax go to gamescom e3 just watch the conference <laughs> if they if they host them yeah. oh, uh, oh by the way karina you were talking about how uh sony likes to doesn't uh, likes to focus on single games i mean nintendo is starting that too their e3 conference was half an hour of smash brothers yeah, because <laughs> uh, last last year it was just four games they showed. They showed was it Spider Man, Death Stranding, it's this year, Ghost of right? Tsushima, and The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, this year, this, this year, year, sorry, this year. The guy Animal Crossing. Yeah, just say yes. I'm so excited Animal for Crossing that. Yep, that is also a game I'm going to spend mm -hmm. my life on. 
Animal Crossing and and the new Yoshi. I'm so excited for both. I of never played Yoshi, oh. but uh, and yeah. there'll be a new there'll be a new Pokemon as well. Because oh uh, man, I'm going to spend so much time on that as well. But it's not Kanto region. I like the Kanto region. That's why I've I played and finished this one within like 48 hours. Um, but no, I think I'm really I don't know. I'm a bit worried about E3 that it is like getting smaller i don't think it is getting smaller it's probably the wrong way wrong thing to say it's just changing i think because it's very old-fashioned how old is e3 like 20 well i i've watched like i don't think did i i don't think i've watched the first e3 because i would have been like if it was 20 years i would be like four but i've watched most yeah, how, of them what was the first e3? e3 i jeez i turned i turned 24 we're doing it live. I'm, I'm Googling E3. Googling the first E3. I'm trying to th- I wonder what they showed at the first E3. The classic Xbox, maybe? No, 360. The first E3 convention. Okay. The Electronic Entertainment Expo, by the way, if anyone who doesn't It's still called that, technically. Called E3. Because, they, they, although they so, added, yeah, like, uh, um, they're actually it's, it's, called it's, EA now, aren't they? But they're not it, EA. It's, uh, it's three years older. I was close. It's 23 years old. Uh... It 23 years old. That means I was one. In 1995. Uh, and it was held at the LA Convention Center. Uh, and it had 40,000 attendees. And it was in, in its first year, it was already regarded as the biggest event in video game history. You said so 23 years old? Yep. Jeez, I was like one. Yeah, you were one year well, old. Well, I probably when wasn't the first even one. E3 started. Man. Yeah, I didn't watch that E3. well just to say no matter what at least we still got one thing that we can all look forward to at e3 this year and that is phil spencer walking out next year sorry come on keys a break within the next six months months, uh june Uh, 10th to the 13th i'm so excited (laughs) and that is phil spencer walking out with a t-shirt with my face on it 100% 100% happening this time yeah, round, folks. It, I've heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> if, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Try, try again. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, I will, but, if, if I go to E3 next year, I will legit wear a t-shirt with your face on it. Oh my God, can we all do it? Oh, That'd be so funny. Yeah, we can all do it. Yes. If we all go, it's happening. Uh, right, okay. And I'll wear a t-shirt with Phil Spen- uh, Spencer's face Careful, on it. Careful, we might break like, the space-time internet. continuum. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway on this xbox podcast we've talked about switch games that's been played playstation not being at e3 it's been a bit of a strange episode but we're gonna xbox turn off on. no <laughs> you're that doesn't sorry, count that Russ count. hasn't that even count. finished yet i was sorry sorry i just wanted to get that in there <laughs> i was away last week okay let me have this i'm just leaving that in that's out oh <laughs> 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 that, that little dejected. <laughs> oh, psych! Xbox One. <laughs> You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this.